You're listening to Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. For more information, visit rightdirection.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is I Always Win by Bishop Herbert Bailey. Jesus was such a victor that he let everybody know. Just want to let y'all know, I ain't scared of y'all. I'm talking Jesus now. He said, I want to let you know, I ain't scared of y'all. I know you threatened me, but let me tell you something. No man can take my life. Now lay it down, I pick it up again. I will die when I decide to die. <laughs> you can't kill me. I will die when I decide to die. Even, even on the cross. Pierce him in the side, blood, water gushing out, had beat him all night the night before, blood running down his head, pierced in the side, nails, he's being held up in his hands and his feet by big, thick, couple inches wide nails through him. And then if it looked like it's, they still weren't perishing and dying and suffering quick enough, they would come and break their legs. But remember what Jesus said. No man takes my life. When they come to get him in the garden. They, they, they obviously didn't know who he was. If they didn't know who he was, they, needed, they would not have needed Judas to point him out. Which one of y'all Jesus? He said, here I am. Present. He could have slipped away then. But at that point, he had worked it out in his soul. And he decided to die. He decided to let them take his life. Y'all know that that could have been an action picture film. That could have been an action uh, action, uh, picture right there. They're going to take Jesus. Y'all don't know about Bruce Lee. <laughs> it could have been all that. Oh, if he didn't want to do it physically, he says, he says, he says, walk, just walk by and receive, receive, receive. Everybody lay it out. But he let him take him. Because even when you got me, I got victory. When you think you got me, I got victory. On the cross, so then. When they come to break his legs to make him suffer, he had decided to die before. Because no man breaking my bones. <laughs> he had decided to die. And the Bible says, he said, it is finished. And he gave up the ghost. He gave, oh come on now. He was in complete control from the beginning to the end. He gave up the ghost. No man takes my life, I laid down. Jesus walked in the earth and died with victory and all the more the victory was demonstrated when three days he got back up just like he said if you destroy this temple in three days I will build it up again that's the Jesus we serve that's the Christ the victor that's the Messiah and Jesus Christ lives on the inside of us he was such a victor, he spoke to wind, and wind had to obey. He was such a victor, he commanded demons to shut up and come out. 
He didn't do dog and pony shows with demons. What's your name? How long are you? How many are you? How long you been in there? What you want? Shut up and come out. So the first reason you can win because the same victorious Jesus lives in you. Tell me, say the victorious Jesus lives in me. Colossians 127. And it reads, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, watch this, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now let me unpack this a little bit. Paul's saying God was letting everybody know how powerful he is because you people who were not blood descendants of Abraham, you people who cannot claim lineage to one of Jacob's 12 sons. God, he made known the rich of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, people who were considered barbarians, people who were considered polytheistic, people who were who were considered idol worshipers. Now they got Christ living in them. Christ in you. I don't want you to just see that Christ is for you and Christ is around you, but the anointed one and his anointing is in you. I don't even want you to think of this just as Jesus in you. I want you to think of, focus on Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. The anointed one and his anointing is in me. Say that, say the anointed one and his anointing is in me. Christ in you. That's why I can win. I have what I need to win in me. Not just with me, not just for me, not what's not just around me. I got the winning stuff in me. I have the winning ingredients in me. Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing is in me. First John 4 and 4. John reminds the church, he says, you, you're of God. Another place he said, whatever's born of God. You're born of God. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them. So watch this. Not only am I going to have victory, I already have victory. Once I got saved, I got victory. Y'all know you got victory when you got saved because you, you lived a defeated life. You lived a, I, I got the, I can't help it. You did stuff you didn't want to do. You went places you didn't necessarily want to go. You acted in ways you did not necessarily want to act. You responded in ways that were inconsistent with how you were raised and how you were brought up. But now you got victory. And the first thing you got victory over is you. You got victory over those old habits. Come on, if you really walk in the victory, you got victory over old habits. You got victory over old mindsets. You got victory over old responses. He said, you have overcome. Why have you overcome? Here we go. Because greater is he that is what? That is in you than he that is in the world. You've heard it said this way. The greater one lives in me. The victorious one lives in me. He's not just around me. He's not just for me. I have the victorious one. The anointed one and his anointed is in me. I can't lose because victory is in me. 
What I was saying earlier is that you don't always feel like fighting. You don't always want to go through this. I told you all years ago, then another old story. We in Maine, we had, we had, we were going through financially, and and I I I got some more wording now. I'm listening to Chandler on on uh, on his clubhouse, man, he was man preaching and teaching on, on Friday morning. Uh, called, he called a project get out, talking to, talking to entrepreneurs who were deceived by Laban. Every time you get ready to make a move, they try to dangle something else in front of you. Change your wages. Okay? Offer you this and offer you that. Spirit of Laban. And, uh, and, J- and J- God gave Jacob an idea to get out. And so, but I got some other word. I, was, I had been working for my uncle and, and th- that didn't work out. And I realized I was working for my uncle Laban. Yeah. I, I worked from who, 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 who lied to me and said it was going to be one thing was another and then he changed this and changed that and kept, kept trying, to, trying to change the rules and now I started in the insurance industry and, and things are starting I, hadn't, had, I had not worked consistently in about six months okay, little odd and in jobs and now look like things start I got a steady income, so a steady salary look like things are, uh, are looking a little better and I'll never forget it was a Sunday God pastor he was Dutch Indonesian. You'll never forget that. A Dutch Indonesian <laughs> pastor name was Will Campen. Pastor Will, Will Campen, who pastored a church there in uh, in Maine, and he was preaching at our church. And so, you know, as ministers would, time we would have associate ministers, and while they're praying, we would also be with them ministering to people. And so, we got finished praying for people, and we're walking back up to the platform. And as we're as we're walking back up to the platform, he says to me, uh, "Brother Herb." He says, the Lord told me he's blessed you. He said, you've come out. I said, yes, glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, you're, you're coming out. You're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're getting your head above water. You're coming out. I said, yes, hallelujah. He said, but Lord, you got to go back in. I said, oh, God. <laughs> Please don't tell me I got to go back in. And I knew what it meant. I'm, I'm getting ready to go back into another trial. And the trial for me was financially then. Okay. And we had to, we end up going, we end up going, going back in. And we don't want to go in. We don't want to go out. Okay. But can I tell you, oh, y'all ain't going to like this. Sometimes you got to go in because there's some still stuff God wants to get out. And you thought you was through with that. God said, no, you ain't really learned yet. You got to go back in. That hasn't been purified yet. Got to go back in that fire. Oh, no, no, no. You, you, you still got some lumps on you. You got to go back on the potter's wheel. And we don't like that. But sometimes we got to go in. So when we come out, we have everything in us that we need to keep making it. Not just to be sustained temporarily. All this sometimes up and sometimes down. God wants you to be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because you know your labor is not in vain. Greater see that's in you. Come on, say, I have it in me. I have it in me. I want you to know you can win because you have the greater one in you. Secondly, you can win and we should always be winning because we have strength to win. Say, I have strength to win. Philippians 4, 10 through 14. Paul writing to his partners, thanking them for their giving and support of his ministry financially. The Sunday after Founders Day. 
Philippians 4 verse 10, he said, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care of me has flourished again. He said, you start supporting me financially again. He said, wherein I know you, you were careful. I know you thought about me, but you lacked an opportunity. But you took advantage of the opportunity to bless my life. Verse 11. He said, now, at the same time, I want you to know, verse 11 is so powerful, we skip over it. Paul says, uh, not that I speak in respect of want, but I've learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. I know how to be a base. I know how to, be, how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Now, that sounds like really good poetic King James language, but let me break this down. Paul said, now, I appreciate y'all giving into my life. I appreciate y'all giving me cards and gifts and love offerings and all that. But Paul said, I want to let y'all know I was, I was going to be all right. I was going to let y'all know I wasn't just sitting around waiting for somebody to come along and help me. I want you to know that whether I have or don't have, you will never know it. I want you to know I've been through enough in life now that I got a smile on my face when there's no money in my pocket. Oh, I want you to know that I know that God is my provider. I want you to know that I depend on God as my source. Now, I appreciate everything y'all did for me, but I want to let you know I've been through enough in life now that I can make it with or without. That's what he's saying there. I know how to, he said, I've learned. Everybody said, learn. See, some, some of you, this is your first rodeo. This year, oh, I, I, I watch the people. I watch people. Oh, Pastor. I lost a job. Well, I lost many. I know you're going to be all right. I know God's your source. But if you had one job for 30 years, ah! Ah! I feel sorry for y'all. Who, I, I don't care if you've worked for a company for 50 years. If you thought that company was your source, and some of you, 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 you parked, you parked and you relied on that job, on that company. And I don't care how long you've been working for, they were never supposed to be your source. Until you learn that God is your source, you can never be obedient to God. You're always going to be in bondage to something or someone. I'm not telling you to leave your job. I'm just telling you, like the Lord told me, wear it like a loose garment. A loose garment, you take it off. I got an undershirt on, y'all, that, that's it's a special kind of garment. That one ain't loose. And I thought about it, I said, now if I got to take this off today, I'm going to need some help. That ain't a loose garment. Loose garment's like the jacket. You can just take the jacket off, okay? And sometimes you got to wear this world, you got to wear these jobs like a loose garment. When God said, take it off, take it off. When he says, move on, move on. When he says, start your business, God, start your business. Who am I talking to? And you thank God for it. Suppose I've learned. Whatever state I'm in mean, to be content. I've learned to be content means I'm going to be all right. Look, somebody say, I'm going to be all right. Whoo, hallelujah. When I got fired, and they... And my supervisor, my manager, who hired vice, the vice president who brought me here to South Carolina, who gave me a ride home, happened to be an African-American man who, who would not support me when the, when the chips were down, who said, I said, well, I told him about this. I said, and he, 
I said, we, we discussed it. He told me, he sat right there and says, that may have been true. I don't recall that. I said, you, you Thomas. <laughs> so because they took my company car and everything, he had to give me a ride home. We lived there on Woodwinds Drive, not far, about 10 minutes from here. And he drops me off. He says, Herbie, are you going to be all right? I'll never forget. I said, oh, I'm going to be fine. It's you I'm worried about. <laughs> oh, are y'all hearing me? I said, I'm going to be fine. It's you I'm worried about. You had the opportunity to bless the blessed. You had an opportunity to get connected with your anointing as all my life. But you, did, but you lied. You cheated. You said that you loved me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a song. That's a. <laughs> I'm aware that came from y'all. I'll never forget some years ago, the whole company shut down and the division shut down. And I just thought about him. I looked out on Facebook. I said, hey, how you doing? He says, well, he says, uh, I wasn't quite ready to retire yet, but I'm trying to pull things together here. I said, oh, really? You know, you know, the division shut down. Well, how you? I said, I am fine. I am so blessed I can't hardly stand it. I said, remember my little church I just started my house? Well, that church going to about 3,000 now, and, and I live here, and God's blessing there, and my children put children through college debt-free, and I am doing fine. Not that I'm rubbing it in or anything. Our Paul says, I can be, do all things through Christ. Keep reading, keep reading. Verse 13, Paul said, I appreciate your helping me, but even if you didn't, verse 13, I am a victor. I can do all things through Christ. The anointed one, his anointed, that what? Strengthens me. He said, even when I have nothing, I'm strengthened. I'm strengthened to make it. Even when I have support or don't have support, I got strength to make it. Even when I have people pat me on the back or nobody pat me on the back, I have strength to make it. I can do all things. I can go through anything. I can bear up under all things through the anointed one of his anointed that strengthens me. Now notice, Paul's talking about strength despite my circumstances. The victory we have is victory despite our circumstances. Christians should never be going around, well, how you doing? Well, under the circumstances, I'm doing all right. Well, considering, considering that the company shut down, considering that the mill moved, considering that the steel plant shut down, the textile mill, considering, why are you considering that? Why are you under the circumstances? God doesn't want us under our circumstances. Circumstances are going to be around us, but never supposed to be on top of us. Oh, that was the spirit of God right there. We got circumstances around us, but circumstances are never supposed to be on top of us. We are supposed to be dominating over and despite our circumstances. Somebody say, I always win. 
And then verse 14, he says, oh, excuse me, verse 14, I'm sorry, I I didn't didn't mean to, I digress. Verse 14, never, notwithstanding, you've done well that you did communicate with my affliction. Now, let let, let me put this in an urban urban black American terminology. Paul said, I'm glad y'all helped. But let me tell you something, I didn't need nothing from y'all. I didn't care whether you helped me or not. I was going to be all right. Nevertheless, I appreciate it. <laughs> That's basically some of that. Some of y'all, you're mad at people. Oh, my God. You're mad because I thought they would help me. You got family members not talking to family members and other members not talking to family members because you ain't talking to the family member. Even though they don't know why you ain't talking to the family member. All they know is that they don't go to that side of the family union because somebody don't talk to somebody because somebody did something that nobody know about no more. All they know is that we don't talk. Paul said, I want you to know I was going to be, I appreciate your help. Now, something I've learned, and y'all need to understand, I had to read just my mind and renew my mind because I didn't come from a close family. As a matter of fact, a lot of people up north, African-Americans, um, many of them left their families in the south. So because they went north, they became very independent. Y'all, you follow me? The, the families down here, they, they, they already were breaking rank just by going up there. So many of them were, were culturized and socialized to just be independent. Every man for himself, God for us all. And so that's the kind of family I grew up in. If somebody was broke, somebody needs something, you, we didn't talk about it in the family. You didn't go to anybody. Everybody, hey, we all grown. We all here trying to make it. <laughs> and when I came south, I realized how close families are. I realized I, I should talk to people and say, well, you know, that's just, you need to tell your sister something. That's my sister. I should tell people, you need to go, you know. And so I, I grew up, even, even when I grew up in church, they made a, I, I clearly understood that once I'm saved, even there's, there's only certain, I can't get so close in, spiritually with my unsaved family members. Because we live different lifestyles. I know some of y'all don't, don't, don't get that. Okay? And so when I came south, I started realizing how close y'all are. I saw really how much y'all in everybody's business. It, it baffled me. It baffled me how much y'all into your sister's brother's business. But that's how close families are. And that can be really good until your family disappoints you. That can be really good until they didn't come through for you the way you thought they were going to come through for you. Family's all we, some of us talk, family's all you got. That ain't true. At the end of the day, God is your source. Your mother or your father might forsake you. Sometimes not voluntarily, sometimes just because of age and transition from life. And Paul says, I can make it. Who am I talking to here today? Who's so mad at a family member? God said, you can make it. You relied on them too much. You made them your source. I'm your source. I'm your God. I'm your foundation. That verse Philippians 4.13 says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Not family. Thank God for family. Through Christ. Pastors. Pastors, they're pastors. They get so addicted to particular members in the church. That's too much power to give people. 
Because I'm going to be all right. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That verse from the message translation, now I got to quit, y'all. Whatever I have, Philippians 4.13, message translation, whatever I have, wherever I am, I love it. Wherever, whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything. Oh, my God. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. I don't mean that your help didn't mean a lot to me. Appreciating everything. It did. It was a beautiful thing that you came alongside me in my troubles. But nevertheless, I want you to know I can make it through anything. Somebody say, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. I don't know who I'm talking to here in the sanctuary or who, who's watching me online. But the Lord sent me to tell you this morning, you're going to be all right. I, I, know that, I know that loved one died and they're the only one to support you. But you're going to be all right. I know you're going through a divorce. But the Lord sent me here to tell you this morning, you're going to be all right. I know that you and your child are strange. And you thought by now that they would be reciprocating and paying you back for how much you helped them. And how you put them through college. And how you gave them a down payment on the house. But the Lord told me to tell you, you're going to be all right. That verse from the Amplified says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Look at this, y'all. I'm ready for anything. And I'm equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I've been hearing about during COVID, there's been people who've been having uh, uh, these special treatments. Some of them, you know, plasma treatments and they got these other secret treatments that some of the real rich folk getting concoctions and cocktails and they're getting infused with stuff. They go sit in an IV and they're getting, you need to know that when you are weak, God puts you on a spiritual IV and he infuses you with inner strength so that you can be self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Some of y'all need to just lay before God and say, God, I need you to infuse me with strength. This is hard right now and it's tough right now, but God infuse me with strength. There's no such thing as a defeated Christian. Jesus was a winner, and as Christians, he has given us the victory. In this teaching, Bishop Herbert Bailey shows us that we always win. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for I Always Win. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, women's Bible study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.